Welcome back to another episode of Highlighted, the All Sports Culture Podcast. I'm Sully. I got Kurt with me. Today, we're going to be answering some questions sent in by the followers. We're going to discuss a possible return to the NBA season, and we're going to finish it off going over the greedy MLB owners and what it means for their season. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Getting into the questions, we got BP Nation sent in. Obviously, these are the questions we posted about two or three weeks ago. Um, We're just finishing them up here. So BP Nation said Jags have a winning record. Um, I don't think so. Jags are going to be one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah, I don't see that happening at all. Yeah, they just don't have the roster. Um, It's really going to be the year if they determine if Minshew is going to be the guy going forward or not. I think it's possible that he is, but – I don't think he's a, he's going to be a stellar QB yet. They might see a little bit of a, a future in him, but I don't think it's going to be this year. He's going to make a huge step, um, even though he was pretty good last year. Um, but, yeah, they, they just really don't have the roster to win a lot of games. Yeah, with Gardner, um, I think he's by far a starting quarterback in the NFL. But when you're the worst team in football, which I think they're going to be next season, and you have Trevor – Lawrence is the number one overall pick, just kind of sitting in her lap. I fully expect the Jaguars to kind of take that chance and go with Trevor and head in kind of that rebuilding direction because with Gardner, he's not the type of generational talent you see with Trevor Lawrence. So I think that even if Gardner has a pretty good and solid year, I don't expect this Jaguars team to win a lot of games, but even if he kind of has a good season I still expect them to move on and take Trevor with the number one overall pick because in my opinion whoever is sitting at number one your quarterback really did not do enough for you to win games and I think whoever is that number one is gonna realize that Trevor's kind of the guy they want to rock with and I fully expect him to be the number one overall pick and I think Jack Hart's gonna be the worst team in football so I expect Gardner kind of to just have a pretty good season but I don't expect him to be the starter after this season. Yeah, I totally agree. It's kind of like a – I mean, Gardner just definitely had a better season than Rosen, but it's kind of like a Rosen-Kyler Murray situation. Right. It's like, all right, yeah, we got this guy that's like okay, but we got this guy that could probably just change. And, yeah, and that runs the question on if they want to move on from Doug Marone because if you're three and – like, because I have them going three and 13. If you're the worst team in football, you're probably going to be around the three and 13, four and 12, two and 14 range, whatever that is. Um, If they want a guy that's, you know, offensive-minded who just – you know, loves Trevor, then they're probably not going to stick with Gardner Mitchell. They're going to head in a whole new direction for that franchise. Bring in Trevor, bring in Dabo, rattle off seven straight chips. In my Imagine book. if Dabo is the Jacksonville. <laughs> That'd be dope, honestly. It would be. It would be. Um, so, real Joe Sham Daly says the Steelers return to the playoffs. What do you think? So, the Steelers. They, if you've looked at kind of their past history, they've never really had a losing record. You've always seen them winning that division for the most part, or at least giving some sort of wild card. But with me, I really expect a jump from the Browns this season. And anyone who, you know, has followed the account or listened to the podcast has known about my love for the Browns next season. So I think that when I am so high on the Browns, you know, I still think the Steelers are going to be a competitive football team, but I think the Steelers are going to be right on the mark of like eight and eight, nine and seven, which runs the question on if they'll make the playoffs. But with the AFC and NFC each adding a playoff team with the new kind of CBA rule coming into play next season, then I think there's a, you know, there's a definitely a chance that the Steelers team can make the playoffs. But I still think they're going to get third in that division. And that kind of is a big question mark on if they'll be able to make the playoffs. So for me, 
If I had to choose, I'd probably go with no, but they are obviously right on the gate, and I would 100% not be surprised if they do, especially with Mike Tomlin leading that and getting Big Ben with a fully healthy season next season. Yeah, I mean, they got a they got a really good defense, obviously, bring Big Ben back. I mean, he wasn't obviously playing amazing before he got hurt, even so. So it's hard to say if he, when he's another year older, coming off a major elbow injury, that he'll be the same old Big Ben, especially since he's like, I don't know, he seems like he's just getting fat at this point. Like I like he like he's just really pushing the Big Ben nickname at this point. Yeah. Um so I don't really know how how effective he's gonna be, but he, I mean he's definitely gonna be better than Mason Rudolph. So yeah, and I think they can Hodges. push nine wins, but yeah. But um I'm big on the Browns as well, and obviously the Ravens are one of the best rosters in the NFL. So I think it's definitely going to be hard for them to get a playoff spot. But right. like you said, with the extra spot, it's possible. And I genuinely think if they're not in that division, there's a good chance to make the playoffs. But when you're having to play the Ravens and Browns two times, and even the Bengals, and they're not going to like praise the Bengals, but they are an up-and-coming team, and we are unsure of what Joe Burrow and that young team can do next season. So it's – kind of a we all know it's a tough division I think if the Steelers are kind of in any other division like a division like the NFC East then they're probably making the playoffs yeah um EK20 EClay20 said unpopular opinion Thunder maybe win one chip if they keep everyone those three egos clash um I mean you're not wrong that technically they clash now if they were all on the same team for like for their entire careers maybe it would have played out differently. Um I think if they all stay healthy they'd win one they'd win more than one championship just cuz um I mean egos yeah it's, it's hard to, it's I mean it's impossible to predict like egos and all that. Like obviously James Harden went to Houston and he was pretty much like the guy for like a year and then they got Chris Paul. So he obviously developed into like just a dominant ball hander, but maybe he wouldn't have been like that if he was with the Thunder. He was, he, I mean, he was a sixth man and he embraced that role. So that alone just goes kind of sh- like, it shows that maybe he didn't have the biggest ego at some point. Um, Russell Westbrook obviously was a pretty good shooter back in the day. He was a better shooter than he is now. Um, he was a beast. Kevin Durant, obviously amazing. I think they would have won more than one championship in my opinion, but it's hard to say. Yeah. I think, it's really hard to predict how everything would have kind of fell into place because like you said, James Harden has turned into the number one score in Houston. And we just don't know what would happen if he stayed in OKC, probably being the, you know, third guy between Kevin behind Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. So we just don't really know how his role plays out. We kind of don't know how Russell Westbrook kind of plays out. I know for the most part he was with Kevin Durant uh, but just all those three, you just don't really know what's going to happen. But I think that if I had to make a prediction with those three and the talent that those three bring to the court, it's really, you know, hard for me to say they aren't going to win a ring. And I think that with the amount of talent, you can put egos into play all you want. But when you have that much talent, it's really hard for me to say that they aren't going to win a ring. And I would say that they probably win a multiple, like two, maybe even three. But they're definitely yeah. – they're definitely a great – they were a great team, and we even saw that in the 2012 NBA Finals playing the Heat. And if they don't match up against the Heat, which was obviously the big three with LeBron, Chris Bosh, and Dwayne Wade, then they probably won a title. Um, so it would be really inter- interesting to see if they would have stuck together, but they didn't, and it's hard for us to kind of make the assumption on what would happen. But, I, I mean, I think they would have won a couple rings. I mean, it was just a great team, and it's kind of a shame that they're not all together anymore. 
Yeah, and also like saying that unpopular opinion this team would have only won one ring like that's not i mean one ring is pretty good it's it's hard to win more than it's hard to win it's hard ring. to win not an nba easy. championship so unless you're the warriors and you literally have every player that's good in the nba like i mean i'm exaggerating obviously but like besides yeah. the warriors it's it's hard to win a ring so no no you're right so I, yeah i think that they'd probably win at least one but uh we got this giant – okay, this guy, he has a Giants profile picture. I thought I should preface it with that. He said, <laughs> Daniel Jones or Carson Wentz? I believe Daniel Jones is better. Uh, I mean, I'm a Giants fan. Right now, Carson Wentz is better than Daniel Jones. But the, the problem with Carson Wentz is he can't stay on the field. Right. That's the real problem. Yeah, um, we've both discussed that before. I think – Yeah. So, um, yeah, sorry to kind of interrupt, but, like, Jones – Versus Wentz right now, it, that's not even a debate. And really, in my opinion, it's Wentz all the way. But if you're looking at who will be better by the end of the career, I can understand you picking Jones. And if you look at Jones last season, the way he progressed the season, he got a lot better. And even I think at week three when he came in, he was still putting up pretty good numbers. Uh, but like I just said, if you look at kind of the way he progressed the regular season, he got a lot better. And I think that if the Giants realize that they want to do everything they can to make sure he's in the best place uh, to win games for this football team, then I think that he could be better than Wentz. Uh, but I think that right now, obviously, it's Wentz. But even if I had to choose, you know, who will be better by the end of the career, I might still go with Wentz. From a talent perspective, yes, Wentz is just phenomenal. And really, the only problem, like we said, is if you can stay healthy. So you just hope that from seasons to come that Wentz can stay on the field and show that he is a talented quarterback and that I think that he um, can do some good things with Philadelphia. Daniel Jones, baby. Hall of <laughs> Famer. Uh, Speaking into existence. <laughs> all right, so Harry47W says the best QB from this draft will be Justin Herbert. I mean, we kind of discussed Justin Herbert a little bit um, like two pods ago, um, all those QBs. Well, I think we actually answered this exact question, to be honest. I think we Maybe. did. Maybe yeah. something of this, but yeah, my, my my short answer is Joe Burrow is going to be the best. Yeah, I I agree with that. But we're both. I know me and you are both high yeah, on like Herbert, Herbert, so yeah, we expect him to do good that. things. Uh, cheese puffs on my toes. Shout out <laughs> to that username. It's a great username. He said, "Is Baltimore ready to beat Kansas City?" I I, I don't I don't think anyone is ready to beat Kansas City. Um, if Patrick Mahomes is playing quarterback. Like, yeah, the, it's just he's too good. Like I'm, I mean, I'm when you're looking at – when you're comparing rosters, in all honesty, you can make a strong argument that the Baltimore Ravens have a better roster. But the yeah. biggest factor for me is you don't have Patrick Mahomes. And you can be down by any score, but when you have Patrick Mahomes on your team, the game isn't over. And I think that the Ravens – you have every reason, in my opinion, to go to the Super Bowl. It's just, will it actually execute? And will that actually happen? Because you saw this offseason, even after going 14-2, and two, they got a lot better talent-wise. You see Eric DaCosta, one of the best GMs in football, just does so good in the draft and in free agency. Now, I don't think they're going to win 14 games again because that's so hard to have back-to-back 14-win seasons. But I th- expect them to at least go 12, 13 wins. And they have every reason to beat Kansas City. But... In my opinion, I still think Kansas City takes the AFC throne, and I would not be surprised if Kansas City is hosting the Lombardi Trophy for a second straight season. Yeah, that's that's definitely my other prediction as well. 
Um, Danny John Wood says the Packers will fall off next year to around 10 and 6. I mean, I don't. 10 and 6. Is that's that not really, I would say, a fall that's, off. That's not a huge fall off. But uh, what they go last year? 11 wins? No, I think they were like 13 and 3. Holy shit. Yeah. But even. Okay. Well, I mean, it's a little bit of a fall off, but I still think they're going to win the division. Even right. if they go but 10 and 6. When I look at fall off, I think that, like, you're yeah, getting yeah, progressively worse. And if you're still a 10 win season, like, team, you're probably still going to make the playoffs, in my opinion. So. Yeah, definitely. Um, the Packers, though, I'm more high on the Packers than the Vikings. I don't know about you. Yeah, I like the Packers. Right. And I think we've talked about this before, but I'm very intrigued to see how Aaron Rodgers does with Jordan Love kind of right behind him. Not to say that I think Love's going to come in anytime soon, but literally it could be a Drew Bledsoe, Tom Brady situation where if Aaron Rodgers kind of, you know, I don't want to say like gets injured, but if he does get injured and like messes up or like just doesn't play well, Jordan Love's kind of right there. So I think Rodgers has to realize that it's kind of now or never. So I'm intrigued to see how he – does in kind of the final years as a Packer. Yeah, I hope he does good. I want I want Rodgers to have a good year. Um, NFC South predictions. Uh, I mean, I think that the Bucks will come in first. Then the, I don't know actually. I'm gonna pick the Saints, then the Bucks, then the Falcons, then the Panthers. Yeah, that's exactly my opinion. Um, yeah, I can't really get. I'm not going to go too much on the death because everyone kind of knows how that roster situation is. But with Tampa Bay, you kind of have every reason to put them in first place, but it's hard for me to put them in first when we've never seen a game from Brady in a Bucks uniform. We haven't seen Gronk come to uh, uh, how he's going to be like. You know, it's just we don't know how they're going to execute Bruce Arians' offense. While we've seen it time and time again from the Saints and how they just run that division every single year. And you look at the roster, they didn't really drop off at all. So I would have the Saints first place, Bucks second, and then Falcons, who I think are a little overrated, and third, and then Panthers in fourth. Yeah, I mean Falcons. Falcons is everyone's sleeper team every year, and then they finish with like four wins, and then like or like six wins, and you're like, okay, right. next year. But then they make. But, then they're like, it's not Dan Quinn's fault, and like nothing against Quinn because you know he's led that team to Super Bowl, but I just think that his time's going to come up this year. I, I expect them to get fired by the end of the season. Yeah, definitely possible. Um, if the season didn't get canceled, would Giannis have won MVP? Yeah, definitely. I yeah, think that Giannis would like the Giannis not only had the Bucks had the best record in the NBA, obviously the Lakers had the best in the West, which is debatably more impressive, but the Bucks had the best record in the NBA. Giannis had the, had some of the best stats. He's playing 30 minutes a game. What is LeBron playing? 36, 37? He's playing yeah. 30 minutes. Go. I mean, I hate per 36, but go look at the stats. He blows everyone away what yeah. he's doing on the court. So it's like, um, is he going to do amazing in the playoffs? Hard to say. Still doesn't really have much of a shot. Um, but, I mean, he's definitely improved a little bit on the outside shot, but it's not huge. And on the playoffs, he might um, succumb to the defensive strategies that were happened to him last year. But – Regular season, Giannis blew everyone away, in my opinion. Right, and everyone is making the argument for LeBron, and I guess rightfully so. And I know even Colin Coward was saying yesterday how LeBron James is by far the MVP. And I'm not taking anything away from LeBron. He's had a stellar NBA season, but Giannis, to me, is the MVP. And it really, in all honesty, I don't think should be that much of a debate. You look at Giannis in the regular season, and – Everyone is talking about how the Clippers and the Lakers can win finals. And you were, of course, allowed to 
think that, and they probably are going to win the finals, but the Bucks, everyone is just, in my opinion, kind of counting them out. And I understand you are for the fact that the Bucks and Giannis somehow have this reputation of choking the playoffs because of kind of what happened and transpired last year in the playoffs. But d- do not sleep on the Bucks to make a at least go to the NBA finals because that Bucks team, you look at them in the regular season, they were just incredible. And you saw just how many teams they were just blowing out. And, you know, it was obviously that Bucks team led by Giannis and what he could do defensively, especially, but even on the offensive side of the ball, he was just phenomenal. And to me, the MVP should be Giannis and it shouldn't really even be debate. But with that, I'm still not taking anything away from LeBron. I think LeBron is an incredible player and what he's doing at the age of 35, I think that's how old LeBron is right now. It's remarkable. Um, but in my opinion, it should go to Giannis. Yeah, and like you said, everyone's like counting out the Bucks. I do agree for like the finals, but it's funny. Everyone's like, all right, Clippers, Lakers. But no one is really talking. Like everyone, when you say Clippers or Lakers, who's going to win the finals, blah, blah, blah. Pretty much everyone assumes that they're going to be playing the Bucs. Like, everyone, everyone is pretty much saying the right. Bucs are going to win the East, which is like, okay, like, yeah, the Bucs are going to dominate the East. So that's another uh, thing for him to put on his resume or whatever. Also, his per 36 stats, 34.5 points, um, 16 rebounds, and 7 assists. Yeah, it's absurd. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah. I mean, I hate, look at, like I said, I hate per 36. Obviously, the more minutes you play, usually the less uh, efficient you're going to get. Um, but still it's, I mean, he's playing what 31 minutes to 36. That's not a huge jump. So, I mean, I, I hate using per 36 when it's like this player plays eight minutes a game. Cause then that that's totally different. But, um, if you're playing 31 minutes at 36, you could definitely use it to get a judgment. Yeah. Um, Jason Nagel says Miles Sanders over Josh Jacobs. I love Miles Sanders. Fantasy sleeper this year. He's going to be a beast, but he's I not Josh Jacobs. I completely agree, yeah. He's not Josh Jacobs, though. So. Right. In and my opinion. The, the Josh Jacobs and Miles Sanders roles are kind of different. So while, yes, you can compare them both being running backs, you see Jacobs as more as a first down, second down type back, but you see Sanders as a guy that's catching a lot of passes outside the backfield. So I think that the better – running pure running back I would say is Josh Jacobs but like you said with Miles Sanders I think he's gonna have an excellent year with the Eagles and I think especially if Wentz can stay healthy we're gonna see a lot of um you're gonna see a lot of balls thrown to Miles Sanders out of the backfield and I think that that's gonna be something that's very efficient in that offense and that Philly offense so I expect Sanders have a great year a great sophomore jump um, but I still think Jacobs is incredible, and he's going to have a great year also under John Gruden's offense. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't, think J- I don't think Sanders is much of a workhorse, but it's interesting to see that the Eagles have always had like three, four backs that they're always running. You don't really know who they're going to use that game. Um, I mean, right now they got Boston Scott, Corey Clement as their second and third string. That's not really – I think Miles Sanders might have a bigger role than – he might have a pretty big role in this offense. Right, um, and I – I don't know how much you want to run Boston Scott. Yeah, and especially I'm using this game as an example, What? but week 16 when they played Dallas, you saw ex- how extraordinary Miles Sanders played. And I just used this kind of <clears throat> same thing with uh, Daniel Jones, but with Miles Sanders, you just saw progressively how much better he got towards the season. And there's no reason for me to believe that's not going to carry on to his next season. Yeah, I like him. I definitely like him as a player. 
Um, we got another Giants fan saying Daniel Jones or Wentz. I think it's Jones. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> These people just love to do this debate. I mean, but, Giants uh, fans love Daniel Jones. I mean, uh, yeah, I respect it. Love your QB. But this guy's name is Giants fan 4444. <laughs> right. Yeah. So um, this other guy says food or drinks. I don't even know what that means. Can I only pick one for the rest of my life? Like, I mean, I'm going to go food. I guess you may need water to live, but like, I guess you could get water through foods, right? There's got to be like, yeah, you could definitely yeah. So I guess I would choose food because like I can't not eat. So yeah, that, that would be. Uh, yeah. And then we got, we got Giannis Source. I think I know that guy. You know that guy? Yeah, I think I know him. <laughs> uh, he says Giannis will be top 10 all time by the end of his career. Nah, I mean, it really just I, – I, I don't want to, like, beat it like a dead horse. I mean, I love Giannis as a player, and I think people take away from him saying he doesn't have an outside shot. But, like, if he can't shoot from the outside, like, you're not going to be a top 10 player of all time. Like, you're just not going to have the playoff success. So, I think it's possible he wins a championship without having a very good outside – like, not a very good, but, like, a consistent outside shot. Yeah, I do. I do think he can win one without having a consistent outside shot. But if he does get a consistent outside shot, if he's shooting five a game at 33 34%, I mean, he's shooting five a game at 30% right now, which isn't bad. But he's inconsistent. Some games will hit like five, and then some games he'll miss all seven. So it's like if he can get consistent 33%, um, I do think he can win multiple championships. Obviously, he'll have multiple MVPs because that's a regular season award. He's going to dominate the regular season all the time. Um, I think it's possible he gets top 10. But, uh, yeah, I think the top 10 really relies on him getting consistent from outside. Yeah, this isn't a – I guess a diss against Giannis, but it is extremely hard to be a top 10 player of all time. We both know that. And I'm not taking anything away from Giannis. I just don't think he's going to get to that point. Like you just said, you can make the argument say he's going to win a bunch of MVPs. And we know from time and time out, he's going to win a lot of MVPs. But if he is not able to win championships, and I'm not saying he's not going to be able to win championships, but if he's not able to win at least like, I would say three, then I wouldn't put him in top 10 of all time uh the it's it's hard because he is 25 years of age and it's hard for us to kind of predict his future but like kind of what i was just saying it is so hard to be a top 10 player of all time especially when your perimeter shooting is really not i guess up to par with today's nba when it's a shooter's league um if he can kind of work on the outside shot then it's definitely in contention for him to be a top 10 player of all time but I just don't really see it happening, and it's hard to kind of predict uh, what's going to happen with his career and what's going to happen with the Bucks franchise. Yeah. Um, just a little bit of a side note here, but somewhat related. Saw someone talking, I don't know, someone on Twitter. Uh, it was like a sports um, – it, like, it was a clip from one of the shows, and they were saying how uh, – like, we grew up with, like, all these players. Like, they were talking about the NFL, and they were, like, Drew Brees and Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Like, we grew up with those people. And the NFL was worried about, like, the future. Because, obviously, QBs, like, run the league. Yeah. Um, like, everyone, like, you, go, you, you watch football to watch the QBs for the most part. Like, the casual NFL fans, like, that's what really drives the league is the QB play. So, um, obviously – Everyone, like, they were worried about who's really going to be our stars. We don't really have a Tom Brady or a Peyton Manning anymore. And then, like, out of nowhere, you get Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. It just, like, happens out of nowhere. But you don't really realize that you're always worried, and then it happens. I mean, the same thing's happening with the NBA. I mean, you're worried, like, oh, we're losing. We obviously, Kobe Bryant retires. Uh, we lose Tim Duncan. We lose – we're going to lose LeBron James soon. We lose Dirk. We lose all these great players. And then out of nowhere, it's like, 
all right, we got Tatum, we got Trey Young, we got Zion, we got Giannis, we got Luca. But they just they pop out of nowhere. Like everyone, like they're always like the NBA was probably worried. They're like, oh, we're gonna lose LeBron James soon. Like, what are we gonna do? Like that he LeBron James literally drives all the revenue in our league. Well, out of nowhere, you got Luca, who's debatably better than LeBron James when he was twenty years old, and you got Zion, who's a beast. You got Trey Young, who's literally dropping thirty points a game in his second season. Like it's 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 crazy how like they're worried and then out of nowhere it just happens but uh yeah just a little bit of a rant no right on and i had this conversation very similar conversation with my friends we were talking about how um everyone like you said was talking about how what's the league going to look like with lebron kind of retiring kb entering his final years um there's just so many players that are in kind of the later stage where you're like oh the league's going to change so much uh how is it going to look it's going to be worse but to me it's not going to be worse because you have players like Zion and everyone loves to watch Zion I remember when he made his rookie debut it was a crazy thing one of my favorite moments of the past NBA season you have Luca who is just literally a stud you have Trey Young who will literally shoot from half court like like you just said there's so many great players that are just up and coming and literally in two or three years we're going to see even more young players come up and just we're going to be so amazed by them so the NBA and the players are getting like they're getting better. They're still great players, and we should not be worried about the future of the league in the NBA or even in the NFL. Yeah, I mean it's definitely it's going to be a bright one for sure. I mean I can watch Patrick Mahomes play football like all day, right. literally all day. I want to do that right now because we haven't had football in so long, <laughs> but it's coming soon enough. Um, but moving on, I'll finish with the questions. Thank you for sending all those in. Um, obviously we're going to do that in the future. We'll do that all the time. Love to get your guys questions, but, um, moving on return to the NBA. They're saying July 31st, possibly in Orlando. Um, obviously there's, there's four scenarios right now that are floating around. It looks like it's going to be one where it's 20 to 22 teams and they're going to do a little bit of a play in, uh, a lot of they, I think they had a vote. I don't know. You always hear like, they're always running surveys with like NBA executives. Like every other day you hear about a survey about like um, LeBron James is moody and Zion Williamson is going to be the future of the league. Like they're just running surveys on literally everything in the NBA, but survey comes out, survey comes out and it says the NBA doesn't want to go to the playoffs without Zion, which is like fair, I guess. But like, I don't, I think it's kind of ridiculous. I guess it makes sense though. Um, To me though, I just don't think, Zion not being in the NBA playoffs is going to like be that big of a deal. And I understand you're going to want to see him, but like, is it going to stop us from watching the playoffs? And is it? No, I agree. It's never going to stop us, but it might stop like people that don't really watch the NBA that much. I mean, his debut game was like one of the most watched games this year. You're right. I suppose. suppose. It's especially if you had Zion versus LeBron, not going to lie. That would be pretty cool. Although like, I'm just thinking like, I mean, Zion is really, really good, honestly. He definitely blew me away right off the bat. I thought he would be a little out of shape, maybe had to adjust to the NBA game. I mean, he was a beast. He literally, like, would score on Anthony Davis, like, most of the time. Um, He was pretty good. Uh, Not saying he's better than Anthony Davis in any sort of way, but he was much better than I expected. So do I think that the Pelicans could give the Lakers a hard time? Not really. I I think it would probably be, like, 4-1, maybe even a sweep, in my opinion. But um, 
it's cool. It's like, you know, it's like the heir apparent, even though as much as Zion probably will never be as good as LeBron James. I mean, LeBron James is the second best player of all time, debatably the first. So I don't want to hold Zion to that standard, but it is, it is kind of like they've had that storyline for so long. It's like Zion is like the heir to the throne, LeBron, blah, blah, blah. So I think that they're trying to set that matchup up, which is fair. I mean, I don't know. These leagues are all about money. We know that. So, um, do I think that this survey is correct in saying that the NBA doesn't want to go to the playoffs without Zion? Yeah, I think it's fair. Um, I think that the, the Blazers technically, like if you're a hardcore NBA fan, I'd rather see the Blazers in the playoffs than the Pelicans because I think that the Blazers can actually make some noise with a fully healthy, fully healthy Blazers squad with Damian Lillard. Um, obviously, Damian Lillard went on one of the biggest like tears this year, so – um, I mean, he was pushing for MVP at some point, and at the beginning of the year, he literally did nothing. So yeah, that, that should say how well he was playing at some point for two, two, three week stretch. So um, yeah, I don't know. How do you feel about this? The playing games and all that. I mean, to kind of go on what you said about the survey with Zion and the Pelicans, like the NBA, in my opinion, shouldn't just like have they shouldn't make a or have a format just so they can get the Pelicans in. They should do just what's best for. Um, kind of the week as a whole. But to kind of talk about the potential formats, I know there's a lot of people are just discussing a 16 uh, team, which would just go straight to the postseason. Um, and they would probably combine the East and the West. And that would be interesting. And I want to talk about that. So if you had a 16 team playoff and you, comp- and you combine the East and the West, obviously from for some time now, we've seen fans pushing for a combination of the East and the West because the West is just so much better than the East. Like you see the comparison of like the eighth seed in the East and the eighth seed in the West. And it's just like the record difference is astronomical. And you're like, so let's just combine them and see what happens. And um, I know another format is the 20 teams and have like a world cup style group stage and me being like a huge fan of soccer and the world cup. Like that would be interesting to see. Um, but there's just so many formats out there and, you know, I think they're making a decision on Thursday on what they're going to do. They expect the um, uh, board of governors to, you know, approve Adam Silver's restart plan Thursday, I think it is. Uh, so we'll talk about that probably next podcast, what the decision was. But, you know, whatever is decided, I will be okay with and happy because that means we're so much closer to basketball returning and I know for both of us, we just want the NBA to continue, but um, I'm just excited. And to kind of talk about, like you said, with the Trailblazers, um, the Trailblazers, I was so high on at the regulars in the beginning of the uh, season and before this season, I was like, they're going to be a top four team. I'm just so high on Damian Lillard, um, but it obviously didn't work out. They're like the ninth seed, I think right now, maybe even the 10th. I feel like I should know that, but um, it'll be interesting to see what a healthy roster, what they can do. You know, with Carmelo on that team, how can he have a huge impact on that team with CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard? So a lot of things we want to find out. So it'll be interesting to see what happens and what um, is approved on when Thursday comes. But all I know is that I am super excited for whatever happens. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, the NBA can come back, I'm down. If it's if it turns into a best of like 30 between the Clippers and Lakers, that's all we get. I'm down for that. Like <laughs> right. I just need something. But, uh, I mean, what's the deal with Kevin Durant? This guy just says he's just not going to play. Like, there's, like, dude, I, I, like, I feel like he should be ready to play by now. Yeah. And, and, it's, like, and he, it's just like a mental thing. He's like, I'm not playing this year. Even though it was, like, extended so much, delayed, blah, 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 whatever. He's just like, this season, I'm not playing. 
Right. And it's one of those things where like no one is literally talking about. And I wonder, I'm like, is there, cause he's like, I'm not coming back, but you're like, why? If you're, I understand you're saying you're not coming back, but if you're fully healthy and the nets are missing you to be in contention for at least a deep playoff run, why are you not going to come back? And maybe it's something where he's just mentally exhausted when it takes the whole year off, but you would just think that if he's healthy and him and Kyrie, they look at each other and they're like, look, let's make some noise in this playoffs. Everyone is talking about the Bucks in the East and everyone's talking about the Lakers and the Clippers out West. Why is no one talking about the Nets? You would think that they would come together and be like, all right, let's do this. But for Kevin Durant, it's just, he's not coming back. And even for the fan like me and you, we're distraughted because we want to see a top three player in the NBA return and see what he can do again. Yeah, and it's – I mean, in the, in the proposed one that we saw, although it looks like it might not be the final one, uh, it was Lakers-Nets first round. And, that like, that would be crazy if you, you get know, Kyrie, like, yeah. Kevin Durant versus LeBron. It's, right, I was just about to say, you wonder, like, the amount of talk, the amount of views that a LeBron versus KD with Kyrie and Anthony Davis being kind of their sidekicks, like, that's a phenomenal matchup. I think we would all, yeah. me and you would both agree that the Lakers would probably end up winning that. But mm-hmm. to say that the Nets want to make some sort of noise is just, that's not true. I think that they would 100% give LA a run for their money. And to give kind of LeBron some sort of, you know, hard, I guess, hard competition in the first round would be interesting to see. Yeah. I mean, as of right now, if Kyrie doesn't, or if Kevin Durant doesn't come back, um, that's going to be a bloodbath. Like, the Lakers will win every game by 20 points. Right. So, it's just like – and that's crazy, honestly, right there. We're saying if Kevin Durant comes back, it's possible the Nets beat the Lakers. And yeah, we're that, saying that if KD doesn't come back, they're going to lose by 20. Like, right. It just shows the amount of impact he has on the league. Yeah. I mean, he's debatably the best player in the NBA right now. So, it's like uh, – or at least he was before he got injured. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that's pretty crazy. But uh, enough of the NBA talk. Hope it comes back, obviously. July 31st is what they're planning on, but we'll see what happens. I think that they're going to vote for the final plan uh, this coming week. Um, so we'll see what happens. But uh, they'll probably just run, like, 25 more surveys, and then they'll just figure out <laughs> what they're going to do from there. Right. But, um, yeah, so going over, we're going to finish it off with the MLB. Obviously, their season was delayed massively. When is that? MLB usually starts in – April, like late now. April, I think. Okay, April. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not much of an MLB guy, but uh, Mike Trout's the goat. That's all I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, so MLB owners, they're super, super greedy. I mean, this is like ridiculous. They're trying to cut the. I mean, obviously, the the MLB is scheduled to, or like the the plan is, they play like 82 games, I think, and they usually play 182, right? Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, they're cutting it by 100 games. So now they're trying to cut the salaries of the players, which I totally understand. But if you look at it, like Mike Trout is supposed to make what, like thirty-five million, and the new plan is he makes like five, yeah. I think, which is like insane. Like that. Obviously, you're going from 182 games to 82 games. You're obviously losing a bunch of revenue for the league, so you got to take it out of the players. You got to take it out of everything. I understand that, but okay, fifty percent, fifty-five percent cut, thirty-five to five per, to five million is like that that's ridiculous that's like a 75 percent cut 80 percent cut even more right. honestly um so it's just it doesn't look like that it honestly looks like right now there will be no MLB season i i do not suck. expect a mlb season to happen which is so yeah, hard for just, me to say um yeah i don't i don't know what they're doing like yeah so to kind of 
talk about this as a whole. So I was never mad about MLB players getting big money. A prime example being Mike Trout, because you are playing 182 games. Like people don't understand, like you're playing basically every night, 182 games. That is mentally and physically exhausting. Like it is tough to play a, a full MLB season. So when you get, um, when you get paid a lot of money, obviously you're like, I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad when you get big bucks in the MLB because of what I just described. But when you're going from 182 to 82, yes, you're going to take a little bit of, you're not, you're not going to get the full salary that you were proposed to get or like supposed to get. But when you are going to drop off, what would be say 75% of your salary? Like, that's absurd to me. Like, that's just crazy. And these MLB owners just don't want to, like, lose so much money, but they're not even worried about having an MLB season. And if the owners just aren't being, you know, I guess as, like, annoying as they are, then we would probably see an MLB season, but they just want to keep as much money as they can. Um, but the MLB players, like they should, are just playing hardball, and they're like, no, we're not going to accept taking that much less money. And, you know, the problem is time because time is ticking when you need to have a decision on when the league's going to come back, if it ever does. And it seems like, you know, time's going to transpire and nothing's going to get done, and which is why I have no MLB season occurring. But it's just a shame because if the MLB owners kind of actually was flexible with the players and they came to some sort of agreement, then we would probably see an MLB season because um, – you know, it's just, it's hard and it's tough, especially for the sports fan, but it's just kind of distraughting to see what's transpiring uh, in this league. But you obviously hope that they can come to some sort of agreement and that we see an MLB season sooner rather than later. Yeah, it's, it's pretty ridiculous at this point. So I'm assuming that it wouldn't take, it wouldn't count as a year on the MLB season. Like it wouldn't take away from any contracts or anything like that if they didn't play, correct? I, I honestly couldn't tell you, but I would, I would, I don't know. That's something I feel like we should know, and maybe we'll get an answer to that soon. <laughs> yeah, we'll just pretend that we know the answer, and the answer is it would. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, there you go. Take that to the bank. But, um, yeah, other than that, I don't know. This is all ridiculous. Um, we, we just need, we need sports, and um, we need to just stop destroying cities. But that's another conversation. But – that's going to be it for today's episode. If you enjoyed, leave a rating on Apple Podcasts and make sure you're following us on Instagram at All Sports Culture. We're growing like crazy. Thank you for all the support. Um, I heard Barstool tried to buy us for about $10 million. We obviously denied them. But uh, other than that, check in back next week for the next episode. Sully and Kurt out.